engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. America, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across America. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program? Um, have you all seen the video? This is really absurd. A illegal alien. The media, of course, tells us it, it's hate speech to call them what they are. That they're just migrants. An illegal alien beats up a cop in New York City, is arrested and let out and gives middle fingers to the cameras as he walks past. An illegal alien in New York beat up a cop, gets arrested, and they put him back out on the streets. Concurrently, Washington, D.C. has seen 950 carjackings in the last year. No, I'm sorry. That, that's in the last six months, 950 the last month. The U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C. said, and I quote, we can't arrest and prosecute our way out of the problem. Why not? This is why we have to get 2024 right. Because the left is trying to get us to accept the unacceptable. And it's in our daily life. I, I mentioned yesterday my, my, my buddy who sent an email. It was a very well-worded email just on, on he had to commit fraud. He had to get new glasses, and he, he needed them immediately. And... His prescription was expired, and so he had to Photoshop the prescription expiration date to extend it so that he could go get glasses and even finding a place that could make his lenses and, and get them on the same day was an impossible task, but he found a place. It's the little bits of friction that the government is adding to our lives, a lot of it to enrich other people, but at the same time, it's also there is a governmental breakdown on the left to make us accept the unacceptable. Like, for example, the homeless situation in America or the unhoused situation or the um, house-needed situation, whatever you're going to call these people now. If it's special needs, is it housing-needed person? I, I have no idea. But you're just supposed to accept it. When the guy in New York uh, protected the people in the subway train and, and the crazy homeless man died and now they're charging the guy, what's his penny is his last name, Daniel Penny, I think, or Pennyman, something like that, who is being charged with um, manslaughter because the homeless man that he held in the chokehold to keep the homeless man from attacking people on the train, uh, he's going to jail. That and The homeless man should have never been there. They had a mass shooting in New York on a subway train a couple of years ago right after Alvin Bragg got elected, and this guy had been a repeat um, in jail, out of jail, in jail, out of jail, in jail, out of jail. In Washington, D.C., the man who 
shot and killed someone in uh, rush hour traffic in DuPont Circle, had a massive rap sheet, had, should have been in prison, but they let him out of prison. And what the left says, like with the, the, the situation of the crazy people in New York, there were legitimate like pundits, progressive pundits, activists and politicians on television and radio saying, well, that's part of life in the city. That's part of life in the city. It doesn't have to be. The left is trying to, I mean, they always define deviancy down. So the the, the dudes who were uh, having gay sex in the Judiciary Committee uh, hearing room for the United States Senate, they're not going to be prosecuted. There's going to be no trespassing charges against them. You are about to see people getting it on in the committee rooms of the United States Senate live streaming on OnlyFans, I'm sure, their, their sexual encounters in the committee rooms. If you're not going to prosecute this, I thought we had to re- restore decency after the people walked in on, on January 6th, but apparently decency means you can have a free-for-all naked in the Senate Judiciary Committee room and, and have no consequences. The left continues to define deviancy down, and they continue to cause friction in our society in our daily operations, and they continue to expect you to just settle for less and worse. There was a, a quote, um, I think it was Robert Heinlein quote, I mentioned it the other day, that in the wear and tear of machinery, Oil is used as lubricant to keep the machinery from tearing itself apart, from heating up and tearing itself apart. In civil society, forced politeness is the lubricant that keeps society from tearing itself apart. Saying please and thank you, even when you may not have the heart to really be thankful, it is the social construct we have. It is the, the lubrication for society to keep society friction at bay, to keep people from heating up and tearing each other apart. So you exercise good manners, not because you're a good person or not because you think the other person deserves your good manners, but you exercise good manners to lubricate the situation socially and civically. You say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, thank you. Please, may I? Thank you. You say them because it allows society to function in a way with less friction. And the left is abandoning that. The left wants people to get in your face. They want to yell. In Washington, D.C., traffic is tied up right now because they're having another pro-Hamas protest. And traffic in downtown Washington, D.C. is at a near standstill because of the traffic situation that is only just now being resolved. Um, Major backups around the Lincoln Memorial and the like. Looks like they finally got them cleared out. The protesters cleared out, but they, they were sitting on the sidewalk and or sitting in the middle of the road blocking traffic. And... I, it just it, it's it's the right's got to have a response to this, and our response has got to be has has got to not be well. We're going to behave just like them. 
And this is the hardest thing today. There, there are a lot of loud voices on the right in America now who just want to behave like the left. And they perceive that the left is winning and the left is advancing culturally, socially, politically. And so if we just behave like the left, maybe we'll get some wins too. And I honestly believe that that's very flawed thinking because when you talk to Americans, what Americans want is an alternative to that. And that alternative is not we're going to behave in the same way but in the opposite direction. That alternative is we want a different vision. We want a better vision. Shutting down traffic is not a better vision. Being a jerk for the sake of being a jerk is not a better vision. So I was talking to a guy who's on the um, autism spectrum. He has mild autism. He he doesn't really pick up social cues necessarily. He he can be very blunt. Doesn't find things funny you or I might find funny. But I was talking to him about so he he went to therapy. And it was a behavioral integration therapist, something like that, some name like that. That I don't think that's exactly right. But essentially, it was how to integrate himself on the autism spectrum into society. And part of it was picking up social cues and interacting in ways that will make it easier. And and one of those things, he said, was manners. Manners. The politeness, the forced politeness, that he doesn't understand why he needs to say thank you. He does not understand why he needs to smile at someone. He does not understand why he needs to say please, but he understands that when he does so, he is more likely to get what he want without uh, w- without um, raising the hackles of the other person, without giving them alarm. So he does it because he was taught to do it. And the reality is it does make life easier for everyone. The very first time I learned to speak French. So growing up, my school, we didn't have Spanish. Started French in the sixth grade. But before that, when I was a a kid, I was probably in third grade. And we were in Paris. We were stuck at the airport with a layover. And it was awful because, you know, it's France. And I wanted hot chocolate. Because that's one great thing they have in France is they got good hot chocolate. As a kid, I love me. To this day, I love hot chocolate. So my mother, who spoke a little French, told me how to go up to the woman and ask in French, voulez-vous chocolat chaud, s'il vous plaît? Or je voulez-vous chocolat chaud, s'il vous plaît? Something like that. Or je vous, anyway. I asked the woman in French, could I have hot chocolate, please? Chocolat chocolat chaud, s'il vous plaît. S'il vous plaît is please in French. And, you know, ironically, my sister went up and asked for hot chocolate in English and got no response. I went up and asked in French, and the woman spoke to me in English. Because, making an effort, and saying please in French. The woman knew I couldn't speak a word of French. It was very clear just from my pronunciation. But she knew I made the effort. On the left these days, in particular, they don't want to make the effort. They want to browbeat, bully, cajole people. 
They want to heckle people and yell at people, and they think that that's going to get in their way. And to a degree, it has worked, and it has worked to a large degree because people on the right have not actually engaged in an opposite kind way. That's not to say there aren't times to heckle and cajole. Look at the Bud Light situation. People just stopped buying it. You know, I finally had enough. Like, like I was a, a, a so Harry's Razors has advertised on my program in the past, and then they stopped because of progressive complaints. And then the company started using uh, trans men and shaving. And I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm done. I just I don't I don't want to give my money to this company. There are times to just stand up and say, look, I'm I'm not going to do business with a hyper woke progressive company. I'm I'm not calling for a global boycott. I'm not doing anything like that. It's just not for me. But there are also times where you can say please and thank you. Like, for example, on talk radio, this is a great example. Uh, The number of people who call and complain is far greater than the people who will ever call a local radio station and say thank you. Thanks for having this guy on. Now, this is not a hint. It's not a suggestion. I'm just using it as as an example that uh, the program directors of America who run this program get lit on fire with complaints on a daily basis. Rarely does anyone ever call and say thanks for having that guy on the radio. And over time, if you're not careful, now program directors, by the way, are wise people who realize that just ignore the complaints. That means people are listening, and that's good for ratings. But on a daily basis, it's just you're more likely to get the whiner and the complainer than you are to get the person who says thank you. My whole point is just that in an angry day and age, the smile stands out. In an angry day and age, the good manners stand out. In an angry day and age, you're far more likely to have persuasive impact on the American people just by not being a brain biblical donkey, if you know what I mean, just by not being a jerk. And too many people on the left have decided the way to advance their agenda is to be a jerk and tie up traffic and yell and heckle and do sit-ins and come into people's offices and harass them. And you know what? On the right, If you smile and say thank you and use good manners and disarm people with kindness, we're probably going to see a lot of people in the middle, the low-information voters who only show up in the general election, come to our side because we're not the crazy, angry people. And unfortunately, we have platformed way too many crazy, angry people on our side and probably need to go back and smile some more at the American people and woo them to our side with kindness. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show, the perfect blend of news, analysis, opinion, and cooking. Hang on. Is that right? Yeah. Cooking. Want to be on the show? Come on. Be on the show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425. Greetings, welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the phone, let's go to Susan. Welcome to the show, Susan. How are you? Hey, great. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to kind of piggyback on what you're talking about, uh, talking about manners, uh, in that, you know, I, when I'm going through my daily life and I'm and just, you know, encountering other people, I try to be very polite. And I also try to just sort of spread a little cheer, <laughs> mm-hmm. no matter how small it might be. I mean, for example, one thing that I do, because um, a lot of women don't, um, not all, but some don't, but if a man holds the door for me when I'm going in somewhere, 
I'll purposely turn to them and I'll say, thank you. And I'll say, women love gentlemen. I appreciate that. And I'll usually get, I, I, I always get a smile and it's sort of a bemusement. And they, they'll say, hey, I didn't really think about that. Or if I'm at the checkout, I'll make sure I acknowledge the person running the cash register. Mm-hmm. And, and if there's some, especially like a young person at the end, they're doing the bagging, I'll acknowledge them too. Right. And, um, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said that because I, I thought it was just me these days. It, it's just it's kind of I mean, it's those small little little things really that tough. we do that just brighten other people's day. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. It, it's I mean, seriously, you know, I, I thought about this the other night. I was at um, so I was at my local Publix and, and those of you outside the southeast who don't have Publix. It really is the greatest grocery store. And there's an elderly lady, um, she's a Cuban immigrant. She works. She's been there forever. And just chatting with her. She's cleaning stuff up. It's it's they're almost closing and I just look over and, and there there's a mess and I'm like, I, I just, I mean, just pick it up uh, and take care of it. And she's like, Oh, you don't have to do that. It's like, it's, it, all, all I'm doing is just moving the stuff, uh, getting it out of your way. And uh, she very much appreciated it. And I mean, that, that's sort the, the, the people there are just, they're, they're as nice as they can be. And it just, it, it, it helped her out to be, and it's just, it was something small I could do. Just, just trying to be nice to other people. Everybody has a bad day. You don't even know they're having a bad day. Just try to be nice. It's it's and polite and helpful, and it's amazing how far that can go. Uh, you know, it, it's the values of Hillsdale College, frankly. That um, Larry Arn in, in Hillsdale is a tremendous institution, and, and one of the things that he does is, is he kind of takes this message to Garcia approach. Mentioned this before the book, Message to Garcia, of um, the president wanted to get a letter to a, a leader during the Cuban-American War or Spanish-American War. He was in Cuba, gave, a, gave the message to the guy, and the guy didn't ask who Garcia was, where he was. He figured it out, and he did it. Um, that's what sets Hillsdale College apart, and they want you to kind of be like that when it comes to the Constitution of, of here's the Constitution, understand it, apply it to your life, explain it to your friends. That's why they're running Constitution Minutes during the show. You can hear them at ericforhillsdale.com. You can forward them to your friends. You can even get a free pocket Constitution with the Declaration of Independence included. ericforhillsdale.com, E-R-I-C-K, for hillsdale.com. Go listen to the Constitution Minutes. Share them with your friends. Take some Hillsdale classes and just learn how to improve daily this country with the resources of Hillsdale College at ericforhillsdale.com. Smart, fearless, and occasionally funny. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Before we go to anything else, I want to take Todd's phone call here. Todd, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great, Eric. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me on your show today. Sure. Um, so I, I'm ex-military, but I'm a service tech in heating and air. been doing it uh, coming February 14th, 28 years. Wow. Um yeah, uh, wasn't dumb enough to get out of it 28 years ago. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I don't really believe in pronouns. Now, mixed military, so I had pronouns. My pronoun was sergeant. Um, but when it comes to now popular days, um, I go into folks' homes and they kind of get uptight. You know, my pronoun is this, and I look at them, I go, you know what, I appreciate that. And I'm going to forget it. So here's what I've come, and if it's okay with you, can I address you as friend instead?
said, because I know we're going to have another argument about this. 95% of the time, they smile and giggle and say, you know what? That's awesome. Please do that. And it's, just, it's a way to get around it so I don't have to use their pronoun and noun and I don't forget and they don't get upset with okay, me. Okay, so now, now Todd, i got to ask you, how many people uh-huh. do you encounter who want you to use their preferred pronouns? Well, I'm in the upstate of South Carolina. I live in Fountain Inn, and I serve in Greenville in the upstate area. No trouble. Not not a a thick territory. But you do run across a few. You know, you you run across them here and there. I would say, on the whole, probably about maybe three to five percent, maybe. I mean, that's kind of being a little bit generous. Nothing. I mean, it's not like, um, you know. And I'm assuming they're all on the younger end. They are. They are. They are all younger, and mm-hmm. they're mostly college age men. Uh, all right, I, I, Todd, I, I got to leave you there because you, your phone is breaking up on me. But but I appreciate it. Yeah, it, it's it's younger younger people who want to do that, and yeah, calling them friends not a bad idea. Yeah, you know that's the other thing. So I will confess to you that I have the worst time remembering people's names. I cannot remember people's names. And I know it's like one of the very first things, and I'm always so alert because someone's going to introduce themselves, my name is, and I try to pay attention, and I get it, and then I forget it. I am horrible with it. Uh, and so, yes, uh, trying to find other ways to to call people something other than their name or their pronoun, yes. All right, I got to move on because we got to talk about this. You are probably by now aware the Quinnipiac poll has come out. It is Biden up six. Uh, The Messenger Harris poll has Trump up six. The Quinnipiac poll has Biden up six. The difference between the Harris poll and the Quinnipiac poll is the Quinnipiac poll is a actual poll of people, uh, not online, but uh, offline, um, actual on the phone, cell phones and landlines, and the Harvard uh, or the Harris X poll, Messenger poll, and the, well, I mean, the Messenger just went out of business. Uh, It is an online poll. Online polling, y'all. I am I disdain I despise online polls. But also the Quinnipiac poll it's a pretty prestigious pollster but I wouldn't get worked up about it and and I see a lot of non-Trump supporters on the right saying aha we told you it's a trap it's a trap uh, the trap is sprung Trump's the nominee look at the polling shift. Ah y'all at one it's too soon to tell and, and two the Quinnipiac poll has a historic bias to the Democrats anyway. This is why you've got to go with the polling average. I'm going to say it again. Go with the polling average, the individual polls. I can, and I realize you guys are screaming, oh, the polls, the polls don't matter, the polls don't matter, the polls are wrong, the polls are wrong. Some polls are bad. Some polls are good. For example, the New York Times-Siena poll was the best pollster in 2022 and called the race almost exactly right. Uh, the the uh, Morning Consult pollsters were actually not good. In fact, Morning Consult, in the list of pollsters in America, they're ranked 115th. There are some good pollsters. There are some bad pollsters. The polling average helps weed them out. In 2022, the reason the polling average got out of whack was because the Republican pollsters, Trafalgar in particular, produced a lot of garbage polls, and it messed up the polling average. And there's a lot of speculation that some of the Republican pollsters uh, did that uh, to mess up the polling average, and probably Democratic pollsters do too. But when taken together, the Republican and Democratic pollsters cancel each other out. Rely on the polling average. And guess what? Donald Trump's still in the lead in the polling average. Forgets the Quinnipiac poll. Donald Trump's still in the lead. And then there's Frank Lutz. Not exactly a Trump guy. Listen to Frank Lutz. He was on CNBC. 
thing that I can't understand or tell from, from, from that focus group, and maybe you can describe it, is those folks who are disenchanted with the president or, or disillusioned or, or don't have the enthusiasm that they might have had for him before, when the question gets asked, are you voting for Trump, you're saying they're not. Are, they, asked, effect, are they effectively saying, okay, then I'm going to go, I'm not going to vote at all? Is that, and how, what happens there? So these people, when you ask them that specific Trump question, 11 of them return to Joe Biden. So the point that you raised is a good one. If it's Donald Trump as the opponent, which it will be, then many of those people return. But if you give them a third party, a third option, or even throw in uh, Bobby Kennedy, they go to anywhere but Joe Biden. And he, this is key. In that polling that she'd been running, African-Americans under age 40, male African-Americans, are moving further and further towards Donald Trump, not the Republican Party, but towards Trump. The Latino vote, the most critical vote in America, roughly 20% of the population. For the first time, polling now has them supporting Donald Trump. Make no mistake, young voters at this point have left the current president because they don't think he has the energy. So this helps explain why they're moving away. Advertising. Uh, and also, as the economy improves and it looks to be improving, some people will settle down and return to Joe Biden. And four, uh, I don't know that Robert Kennedy is going to get traction. He may get on the libertarian ballot. And if so, that might actually hurt Trump more than Biden because Kennedy's attacking Trump right now, not Biden on COVID handling. So that all helps Joe Biden. But Donald Trump, more likely than not, get elected president because people still don't feel like the economy is working for him in the swing states in particular, in Ohio, in Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, in Georgia, in Arizona, in Nevada. Uh, Donald Trump is only behind in, I think, Michigan was the latest one I saw. He's ahead everywhere. No, 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 it's Pennsylvania. Uh, Biden is, is ahead in Pennsylvania. Trump is ahead in all the other swing states. If he pulls that off, he's become president of the United States. Democrats are, are so convinced that everyone hates Donald Trump like they hate Donald Trump that uh, they're not really paying attention to what's going on here. Joe Biden wins with women, but Donald Trump is pulling in young black men. It's going to be close. Every vote is going to count. But you're dealing with a historically unpopular president in an economy that macroeconomically is doing well and microeconomically is not. And you have a guy running for president. This is the thing that Democrats just cannot seem to process in their heads because they hate Trump so bad. If anything, if anything, the Democrats' hatred of Donald Trump is actually a secret weapon Donald Trump has against them. Because the Democrats hate Donald Trump so much, the Democrats are convinced everyone hates Donald Trump that much. And it's not true. So the Democrats run on hating Donald Trump, and they forget, because they hated him even when he was president, that the economy was not Joe Biden's economy. It was Donald Trump's economy. It was better. Gas prices were lower. More people had jobs. We did not have the inflation situation. We did not have the global instability we have right now. And the Democrats completely, completely ignore that. They completely, at their peril, ignore the fact that Americans who may not particularly be comfortable with Donald Trump were very comfortable with his economy. And people vote on the economy. It's the economy stupid. That the Democrats have, have just completely forgotten this. There is such a clear, straight path for Donald Trump's victory in November that the Democrats can't see because they're blinded by their hatred that he very well may win.
I saw the Quinnipiac poll come out yesterday, and I, I saw, for example, a lot of people who were DeSantis supporters and Haley supporters said, aha, see, the trap is sprung. The polling is shifting to Joe Biden. I said, like, wait a second. The Quinnipiac poll has a historic bias for the Democrats. Look at the polling averages and look at the swing states. Trump's ahead in just about every one. I think it will shift. I think as an incumbent, Joe Biden has a uh, has an edge because of incumbency. And I do think that as reality dawns for a lot of people who didn't think the GOP would actually renominate Trump, that may pull people to Biden. But there's a lot of there are a lot of moving parts in this. The definitive nature of the campaign season now, when Mitt Romney was ahead of Barack Obama in 2012, at this time. I just I, listen. I've been around the block enough to know you. You can't start insisting the outcome of November in January. You, you just can't do it because events change things. Events change things. So I would be very cautious for those of you freaking out about the Quinnipiac poll or bragging about the Quinnipiac poll. I'd be really cautious. It's a good pollster, but it has a slight bias to the Democrats. Probably not six points. But it, it's definitely a bias towards the Democrats. And look at the polling average, not the individual poll. Trump is still doing well in the polling averages. And then look at the swing states. He's still doing well in the swing states, too. The, the great freakout. Everybody wants to freak out on both sides. The Democrats are the ones who should be freaking out right now because that Joe Biden is this unpopular, given the macroeconomic picture of this country, and that young black men are moving towards Donald Trump. I would be deeply concerned if I were a Democrat given that dynamic, and they don't seem to be because they just seem to believe everybody hates Trump like they hate Trump, and that is not true. Now, you may hate your computer. You may need a new computer. You may hate having to deal with computers. That's why you should use Vision Computers because they'll build you a computer you'll love, and then they'll take care of it for you so you don't have to worry about it. If you have a question, you can call them, and they'll answer it faster than a Google search. They can answer your questions about your computer If you don't have a computer from Vision Computers, you can pay a small annual fee, and they'll become your tech resource, too. So, for example, you got a company right now, your your doctor's office, dentist's office, lawyer's office. you you got multiple employees. They've all got computers, and you don't want to have to hire an in-house IT guy. You can pay Vision Computers a small annual fee, and they'll become your IT guys. If you're buying a computer... Don't go to the one-size-fits-all big box store and buy it. Go to Vision Computers, and they can build you a computer, one that you need and one that you want, one that you will use, one that you can upgrade, and they'll become your service department. For your home or your office, you got a kid headed off to college, getting a computer from Vision will give you and your kid peace of mind because Vision will be their one-stop shop if there's ever a problem or ever a question. It's visioncomputers.com or 404compute. If you call them at 404compute and you tell them I sent you, they're going to give you a better deal. You're not going to find it on the website. You can go check them out at visioncomputers.com, but call them at 404-COMPUTE. Tell them Eric sent you. They'll give you a great deal. Y'all, you can develop a tech relationship with Vision Computers that's going to last you years. They have been around a very long time. They're going to be around a very long time. They will take care of your computer needs. When the world seems crazy, he'll keep you sane. It's the Eric Erickson Show. Get the podcast, live stream, email, and social media links by texting ERIC to 33777 now. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here. Let's go to Ryan. I think you're going to be the last caller of the day here. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Ryan. Uh, hey, uh, Eric. Good afternoon, sir. Um, I just want to say a couple things. First of all, I'm, I'm so proud of, of your show. You do such a great job. 
I'm, I'm so glad that, that your show is getting the recognition that it deserves. Thank um, you. I'm so happy for you and your family. Um, but I just wanted to say something about Joe Biden going to meet with those families tomorrow. It's a disgrace. This whole thing is a political stunt. What happened to those two, those two uh, U.S. SEALs, Navy SEALs, mm-hmm. that, 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 that went overboard last week? Did, did he meet with their families? Did, did, did their families get a call from him? If he had any respect for these families, he would let them grieve in peace, and he would stay far away from them. That's all I had to say. I appreciate you taking my call. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Ryan. I, I appreciate it. Listen, yeah, what about the SEALs? They might not be from swing states. Uh, you know, when you take it, for those of you who say Ryan's uh, off the mark here that the president should, just think about this. He never showed up in East Palestine, Ohio, until it was an election year swing state issue, and they sent him a formal invitation after asking him to come for a year. The SEALs who died, did you even hear about it? Media cover it, barely. They were boarding a vessel in the Red Sea. They fell overboard. Their bodies lost. We haven't found them. Uh, their families, not that we know of, as the president called. I wonder if they're from from swing states. Three African-American members of the military from Georgia die, and, and he's going to make a big deal out of it, probably because it's a swing state. And what's he doing in the meantime? He is escalating the situation. And in escalating the situation, Joe Biden is encouraging more attacks from Iran. How many Americans are going to die because of Joe Biden's weakness? It's going to be a big issue. You know, I, listen, you, oh, you, you, I, I hate to talk about dead soldiers in, in, in the politics of it, but there is a political angle, and you can't help it in a political season, that uh, this president has been so bad on these issues that it does provide a political opening for his opponents. And as this president is guided by the advice of the hyper-online wokes, they may not be pursuing Travis, Kelsey, Taylor Swift conspiracy theories, but they are pursuing a, a, a just gross level of anti-Semitism, anti-Israel nonsense in favor of a bunch of terrorists, and they want to coddle Iran. This sort of stuff can blow up in his face. Uh, I, you know what I use all the time? I think it was Harold Macmillan. Yes, that's, that is who it was, Harold Macmillan, swept into power in Great Britain, I think in the 60s, and a... a a uh, young reporter asked him what could throw him off, what could undo his, his uh, premiership. And he says, events, dear boy, events. It, it, it is tr- it's such a great quote. It is such a great quote. Events change things, y'all. Events change things, for better or worse. If the economy roars to life in a way that people feel it, Joe Biden's probably going to win re-election. If major war breaks out in the Middle East, it's going to disrupt the economy, and Joe Biden's probably going to lose the election. If Donald Trump is not convicted of a crime and his case is thrown out, he's probably going to win the race. If Donald Trump is convicted of a crime, he's probably going to lose the race. You can see events shaping up on the horizon, and they go this way or that. It's all it's all dependent. It's all determinate. Y'all, events do change things, and Joe Biden is playing with fire by exacerbating events in the Middle East that he could contain by throwing a real punch, and instead he's going to get political, he's going to campaign uh, with these families because it's a swing state and more American soldiers probably going to die because of his weakness. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.